Okay, Tim. Cue the music. This is just a guide to modern life. Modern life is hard to get just right. It can frustrate you and annoy. And if it does, right into dear love joy. Welcome to the award-winning Dear Love Joy podcast. This is an advice podcast where I give you advice on your problems. Though please never, never, ever, never, ever, ever forget if you're taking advice off me, you're taking advice off a TV presenter, which is a horrible idea. Mark is here to keep me in check. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tim. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Tim. I was just thinking earlier on today, I've not asked you about your greasy coffee diet. Well, the listeners must be on tenterhooks waiting to hear about that. How is the greasy coffee diet going? It's good. I've been, I think I've been doing it for about six months. Have you, are you still losing weight? Um, it, it's plateaued slightly, but that's because I had a really bad couple of weeks. Why? I just didn't have time to exercise. And, you know, when you're you're not able to keep to the things you like because you're out and about. Oh. So, so I thought it was a lifestyle you were buying it into. Was, it was a lifestyle I was buying into, but you can't buy into that lifestyle when it's not on offer. Why? It's all about, I thought the whole concept was you eat only for part of the day. And then you don't eat for the rest of the day. Tim, I failed. I was greedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you start doing that then? Did you start? What did you start doing? Eating? I just had like a really boozy weekend. One oh. weekend, uh, and we had like, you know, just sort you know, those things where it just, you go off the rails slightly. Yeah. Life I, is, I haven't put any on. Life is for living as well. It's, it's important that you live your life as well. So, you know, if you change your lifestyle, make sure you still enjoy your life at the Thanks, same Tim, time. Thanks, Tim. I will. Um, if you think about changing your eating habits, uh, the old Buddhist saying says the best time to start something is last year. The second best time is now. So you could start right now if you want to change. Um, what are you finding the best bit about doing it? Uh, the amount of food I can eat and still lose weight. I'll have like half a pack of mince, you know, like bit mince beef yeah. in a pan with some eggs. Uh, and it's so filling. And delicious. And so tasty. Um, okay. And, and about, well, how about what do you feel in yourself? Do you feel good? Yeah, I feel great. Yeah, you're looking good. Thank you, Wait, Tim. Do you find that when the, the the weight is coming off, that it comes off in different places quicker, or is it just all round? Off my face first. Yeah, your head does look thinner. <laughs> it does. It does. I was watching a program on this once, and they did, uh, years ago, they got people and they were testing their body weight but they said the thing you don't realize is that your organs also become fat yeah i didn't realize that that if you're if you're carrying too much weight that also internally you can be carrying weight as well well yeah i suppose i, I, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't that know either yeah. but yeah it makes sense doesn't it yeah i suppose so um and also if you're doing i i remember i came back from i cycled from belgium to london a charity thing and i came back and that day the day i got back bit of a bit of a subtle brag there yeah <laughs> do you like that just threw that in there i did it for charity to um for people uh anyway so I, so I came back from belgium to london i was absolutely exhausted it was very hard work i'm not a massive fan of cycling at the best of times but i'd done all the training and everything and the day after i had to play in one of these charity golf tournaments i didn't have to but i did was and, it a celebrity um, golf tournament tim celebrity golf yes and uh, i was there so, so you went you did a charity ride and then you played a celebrity golf tournament <laughs> How very cliche. <laughs> TV Tim's life. <laughs> so so th- there was a nurse who came round with us um, from the charity. And she explained to me that not only were my muscles on the outside hurting, but all my organs internally would be also sore. Right. Because they have to process huge amounts of calories and do whatever they have to do to keep my body going for a, a cycle ride all the way from Belgium to London, which is a long distance mark. Uh, and, um, for charity. So, for charity, yeah. But no, so, so she said, uh, make sure you get plenty of fluids and you rest your internal organs as well, which means eat healthily. And You could have just said that without saying all that. Drink fluids. <laughs> what, without mentioning that I, for charity, I <laughs> cycled all the way from Belgium to London. Um, yeah, so so remember, if you're doing a marathon or something, don't think, hey, I've burnt all those calories. Now I can go and eat whatever I want for a couple of days afterwards and make sure you eat healthy food and, and, and um, drink lots of fluids and when, don't get drunk. When you are on the 
ferry slash Euro tunnel on the way back. Yeah. Do you have to keep pedaling? No. Like the distance it no. would... No. No, you're allowed to just stop. You can't, you go on the ferry at night time. But you, you don't just like... They don't put you on like a stand and you're like a you plinth go, and you no, you pedal. No, you're allowed to rest. You don't go one long but cycle. isn't that technically cheating? Well, the Tour de France don't keep cycling the whole time. I mean, I'm comparing myself here to, <laughs> to Bradley Wiggins and... Um, and all the all the no, but it's no, I'm, no, but they don't have to cross a. They're part of their part of their their route isn't across a sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it's accepted that you can't cycle in the sea, though, Mark. But you I think should, when, but, but you should yeah. be able to, you should cycle, keep cycling right. the whole time. That the, Tour de France did a stage in Britain, yeah, and then they went over to France. They didn't have to pedal through the water. Well, I think though. that's a, a complete swizz. <laughs> um, the hardest bit I've got to say, if you do cycle. In Belgium, there's lots of cobbles. It hurts so much cycling over cobbles. To begin with, you just do the first couple of meters and the first few hundred meters, and you're going, oh, this is all right. Oh, after a while, it's just that com- constant vibration. Vibration, yeah. It hurts everything. Your ears start hurting. But it keeps you regular. Yeah, it's so painful, the joints and everything. So, all right, we've got some guests coming up soon for you on the podcast. Um, Russell Kane is coming on soon. Excellent. Uh, we'll be talking to him all about comedy. He, he's a pro, he is. He's a very professional guy. Um, I'm going to be fascinated talking to him in more detail. He, he really takes it seriously. I like him. Uh, I, when you, I think some stand-ups... They like to do stand-up. They're funny, but then they want to do it because they can get TV shows off the back yeah. of it. He actually wants to be a stand-up, yeah. and, I, and I love that passion. He loves doing it. He is so quick. He did. He, he's always writing the whole time, and he's always he goes out three times a week. Yeah, even when he's not on tour, just to keep his hand in. He says because he doesn't want to get out of practice, which is great. Jason Fleming's coming in. Oh, obviously, lock, stock, and two two barrels and all that sort of stuff. But um, he he's also now uh, doing some directing. So we'll talk to him about that, uh, which I'm looking forward to. And Adam Rutherford, we've got coming on soon. Science writer. He's talking all about genes and DNA. What do you know about that, Mark? Absolutely nothing. A brief history of everyone who lived is his uh, story. One of the. Uh, Ooh, is, am I in is, there? Is his, yeah, you are. You, he talks about you. It's his book. Here we go. Here's one of the highlights. Got to talk to him about this. There are no such people as Celts. This is could be very controversial. Genetics has shown that the Cornish Celts, Welsh Celts, and Scottish Celts are all genetically distinct and more similar to mainland Englanders than each other. And more than they would like. <laughs> Very true. If you want to know anything from any of those guests, um, Russell Kane, Jason Fleming, Adam Rutherford, you can drop us an email, Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. On this week's show, we've got online dating safety issues. Looking forward to death. <laughs> How to, succeed, how to succeed at everything and how to work at night. There's some broad subjects there. Uh, first of all, let's update you. We've got an email in. We were trying to sort out a problem last week. <clears throat> this girl, she had an uncle who was a lot like her brother, but the, the uncle's wife had fallen out with the whole family, including her. She wanted to know what to do about it. She's written in today to say, Dear Tim and Mark, thank you for reading my story about my family situation on your podcast. Since I sent the first email, another altercation has since occurred and my uncle's wife behavior has reached new heights or maybe new lows. Uh, I added that bit, by the way. Again, <laughs> again, my uncle stood by. Why are you laughing, Mark? Don't laugh. You, took, just... you took credit because you thought you know, oh, that sounded quite good. I better take credit for that. No, I just didn't want to put words in other people's mouths. It's not fair to quote someone um, wrongly. Uh, again, my uncle stood by and, and, and did very little. This has now led to nobody in the family wanting to talk to him or his wife. Therefore, I've taken Tim's advice and completely cut them both out of my life as I realised I just don't need it. Thank you for seeing this situation from my perspective. It was good to hear advice that backed up my own feelings. Many thanks. Well, good for you, I think. I, I safe. Well done. It's it's tough to make that sort of decision, um, cutting people out of your life. But if you if you need to, if you if you're if you realise that it's no good for you and and they're not going to do anything about it, then you know you've only got one life on this planet. So try and sort it out for yourself. But bear in mind though that your uncle is in a terrible place at the moment. Um, 
it must be really hard because he knows as, as far as we could make out from the email last week is he knows that his wife is a bit of a pain in the bum and uh so but it is about his life he's got to look at his life if you can get him on his own at some stage you need to tell him to try and sort it out and have a think about it for himself but meanwhile you're doing the right thing and i think actually it might be more helpful in the long run because when he realizes because he obviously likes you that you've gone i can't engage in this anymore he might it might encourage him to sort it out so well thanks for writing anyway um we're going to do some problems should we move on to our problems mark yeah i mean this is any other business that you've got no other business at the moment mark i'm going to move on i've got quite a few problems so should we should we hack through them? to read yeah okay so I let's get what you meant in general hello i've got quite a few problems everyone knows that this one's interesting though this one comes from most is do you think online dating is a safe way to meet people uh hashtag asking for a friend um I can't see any reason why it can't be safe if you're sensible. Um, do, you know, do you know what I think about online dating? We had Nadia Essex on not so long ago. He said, don't do it. But I think it's, uh, what's that expression? Is it the genie's out of the bottle? Is that the expression? It's already I happened. Know, it depends what you're going to say afterwards. <laughs> it, could, it could be another cliche, but you could back it up with something that fitted it. I... Right, online dating is not going anywhere. It's here, it's arrived, it seems to be, it seems to suit people. In in a way, I'd say, Tim, the genie is out of the The bottle. The genie is out of the bottle, yes. Uh, I think overall, I've thought about it a lot, and I think overall, it's a good thing. I think as, as technology moves on, it's a good thing. It's like... Years ago, it was it was fantastic to understand your way around the streets of London in your car, so you could uh, you know look at the shortcuts, find the ways to go. Now with GPS, it's better to put an app on because it can tell you where the traffic jams are and guide you. So there's all those apps aren't there now. So things move on, and I think in the world of dating, um, it opens up more people into your world that you would never have potentially met. Here's a, here's a question for you. Is there anything that in your life that technology has ignored and you've still done it the old-fashioned way, knowing Ooh. there's a better way, there's a, like a quicker, easier way to do it? My, mine is still I buy paper train tickets. Why? For my accounts, I just like the backup of... Because I'm self-employed and I do my own but accounts. You can, right, but you can get it, just take it off your bank statement, can't you? You can. Yeah. But... You like the paper. I'd... But surely it's not. It's, surely it doesn't work out as. Is it, well, it's the same. It's, it costs the same. You sure? Yeah. Sure, it's not cheaper. Well, if I'm going into town, I need a travel card. I'm traveling all around all day. Yeah. It's going to cost the same. Is there anything in that in your life? I'm trying books. to think. You yeah, still, oh, yeah, yeah. So you I still, still read books, yeah. but you, you don't use a Kindle. I, no, I never. Unless they wanted to sponsor us. I never. I yes. I I like the idea. <laughs> Good point, Mark. Before I was going to say anything there. Yeah. I'd really like Kindle to sponsor. No, I I still read proper paper books. I, there's something lovely and tactile about having them in yeah. your hands, isn't there? I still like it. I get a buzz out of that. I was trying to think if there's anything. I can't think of anything. I I like technology, though. I like change. I like moving forward. I think it's exciting. Um, I think with everything, though, every time we move forward, we've also got to realise there's downsides to everything as well as as well as the upsides. But you just got to get your head around it. <laughs> hey, Mark, once the genie's out of the bottle, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't put it back in, can you? <laughs> right. With everything, though, right, talking about talking about online data, with everything, it, it's I think it's better, but there's, it's bound to attract wrong ones. Every time you do anything, people think a way around there's, it to be wrong ones. There's idiots and wrong ones in uh, you know. Every in every in everything, everything you do, you go on Twitter. There's an idiot. Yeah, anything you do, there's an idiot. So you you can't let that. I suppose, and you've also got to understand with with online is a lot of rejection and a lot of falseness. So what's that thing called catfishing? Is that what is that an expression? Catfishing, where they is that it? It's the name of a film about online dating. Right. So I think it's I think that's the expression. So you might be talking to someone who is not who they say they they are. Uh, people lie a lot. People are insecure and they make stuff up. So you've got to realise that you can't get offended by anything there. And also, if they're not going to meet you, they can be really rude to you as well and pick you apart. You're putting a picture up there. But you should, if you're going to go on to it, you shouldn't lie either. You should be really honest up front, early doors. So um, you you don't have to go through the embarrassment of turning up and they're not quite. We discussed this, didn't we, with celebrity photos the other day. 
It's the same with online dating. If you're if you're online dating profile picture is way above what you look like and then you turn up and you don't look like that people are going to be disappointed if you look like you or just a little bit worse than you and you turn up they go wow this is what i want someone yeah. is better than the picture so set, set the bar low yeah so don't lie on it because there's absolutely no point though don't be an idiot no heavy drinking on a first date or the second day or maybe the third day heavy drinking is a recipe for disaster uh, don't be embarrassed by online dating anymore, I don't think. I think you should let people know where you're going. Just say, I'm going on an online date. I think it's so acceptable now, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone can do it. So just go, I'm going on an online date and I'm going to this bar. Um, uh, I think the other thing you should probably do if you're going on an online date, or what I imagine you should do, is you should research them. So I think you should say to them, I want your full name before I go on a date. So if they're if they're on the FBI most wanted list, FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> I think oh, I said that twice. That was weird. I don't know. I think it's, it's, it was such a good answer. You said it twice. <laughs> I think so. They're calling themselves uh, French Prince of Dulwich or something, and you think, mm, well, you go, yeah. Well, what is your real name? All right, I'm Kevin Jones, or um, I'm Jacko Strokes. Shirley, yeah, Jacko Strokes. I'm Shirley Bassey. I don't know. So you're uh, so. so you, then research them, go to their Facebook, go to their Twitter sites, make sure they're a real person and make, you can, you know, if they if you go to a Twitter site or a Facebook, I think, or an Instagram and they're not following anyone or they don't have any followers or they don't make any posts, then there's something dubious going on. Make sure they're kind of a normal person um, and you can do your own research on that before you go out. Uh, and then the important thing to do is um, look after yourself, man or woman. If it doesn't feel right, get out of there and I think that's the important thing I always think with everything in life if it does if you don't feel comfortable you're not feeling comfortable for a reason and you have to actually just get out and um uh make sure you you um I've got you know what that cat is flicking something and it's really annoying me hold bear with me a second I'm gonna have to come up with some sort of um cats Tim's tending to his cat jingle I think because uh this can't happen All right. I'm back. Thank God for that. Mm. Just caught a cab, cab for Battersea. I haven't really. I love her. She's the princess, Princess Lilac. What was she really doing? Pretty. She's got herself a card. Right. She's been doing it for the last two or three days. There's a bit of card on the floor out there. And she just likes flicking it. And she just puts one paw on it. And then just flicks it, and it like you used to do with like a ruler at the yeah. side of it. She's just, but she's been doing it for days. Well, that wasn't bothering me, wasn't it? No. I, I could just hear her going click, 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 click. I just, you know. Anyway, if you feel uncomfortable, make sure you. Uh, I think this is all good advice. I think it's all standard advice. I mean, the the real big one is, the real big one is don't get drunk. And also, if you feel uncomfortable, don't be scared to upset somebody's feelings. Just go, I don't feel comfortable. Just use those words. I don't feel comfortable, I'm going. And it's fine. And make sure, obviously, always, never a date to someone's house. Always, and don't let them come around to yours. Always a date to, to somewhere public. That's always important. I mean, that's just basics. Never go, yeah, all right, I'm free. Just, even if you're feeling really lonely, man or woman, and you think, oh, I could just pop around their house, that's what they want, you know. Don't do it, because then you're putting yourself in trouble. Always make sure you're on a date with someone in public. As I always say, lust can't wait, but love can. So go for the love option. It's an old Buddhist saying that, Mark. Uh, Mark says, it's my birthday. Should I wallow in self-pity for being another year closer to death or just get on with it? Um, that's on Twitter. That's not me. That is not you. That is on Twitter. Uh, see, the thing I think is, how do you know death isn't good? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny about that? on the bright side of life. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, none of us, I, I promise you this, none of us are going to survive life. That is a fact. Uh, we're all going to die. Every single one of us is going to die. So, one, don't waste your time on silly nonsense. That is such a... It, every time you get involved in silly crap, which we all do, 
And I do it. We, it. Everyone does it. You may be having a little dispute with someone at work or you're having a stupid argument with a family member or a friend or something. Just remember, it's silly nonsense. Do, 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 just either get them out of your life or sort it out. And also don't get involved in silly nonsense of, I don't know, oh, I really need a new a something or other, a, a handbag or a, or a car or a, whatever it is you want to get yourself, a coat. You know, if you can afford it, do it. If you can't do it, just don't get involved in silly nonsense. Don't get yourself in ridiculous debt and all that stuff. Just think, when it comes to my deathbed, I'm lying on my deathbed. Look back and go, have I utilized... Though I must point out, it's easier said than done because we all just get caught up in life. Um, I think we need to try and embrace our hardest to... Sorry, try and embrace death. Try our hardest. (laughs) How many different ways do I try to say this sentence? (laughs) Got have you got some new teeth? Try, <laughs> got to try hardest to embrace death. But I just read a couple of days ago that, that we are actually conscious after we die. They found out. So after your body, do you know how they found this out? After your body gives up and you're lying there and you've, you've gone, your brain carries on going. The way they found this out is that they've resuscitated people whose bodies have given up the heartbeat and stopped and all that sort of stuff. And then when they brought them back round again, the people in the dreams, uh, not dreams, people in the... the uh, 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 Bloody <laughs> hell! <laughs> Jesus! The people are not conscious can hear conversations. And then the people in the room, the nurses and doctors, have confirmed that that conversation actually happened. So they believe now that after your body gives way, your brain still stays conscious for a while, which doesn't bear thinking about, does it really? It really goes against what you were just saying as well. What? About bracing death. I've also heard that once the oxygen has been starved from the brain, you just go into a beautiful hallucination. And so you end your life in a really lovely, beautiful way. You which... really haven't answered this guy's question. Um, what was his question again? It's my birthday. Should I wallow in self-pity for being another year closer to death or just get on with it? Just get on with it because you're not a year closer to death. You're, well, you no, are. He is. He definitely is. You know what? I suppose we're programmed to be scared of death, aren't we? Because, of course. Because then... We're, we're programmed to survive. Yeah. So if we're not, if we don't, if, if we, if everyone thought, yeah, I can't wait to die, then it'd be a lot harder to keep you know, the populations going and stuff. So I suppose we're programmed. But I do, I don't know, I do think we have a bit of an unhealthy relationship with it, as in we're terrified of it. Are you terrified of death, Mark? No, I'm more terrified of other people's around me. Oh, yeah, that's, yes, yes, being left. Yes. Yeah. I this like it when they not- do great this is not great no it is mark it's something that see this is my point see you've immediately done what we do over here is go what do you mean over here in britain right we immediately go i don't want to talk about death don't talk about it don't talk about it it's horrible don't talk. if my if i ever talk about it in front of my parents don't talk about death don't do it don't do it don't don't yeah, it's not do because it. they're talking ever, about theirs <laughs> no don't ever talk about it don't ever don't ever mention that it's like it's a, it's a taboo taboo subject Whereas I think it's in South America where they have the Day of the Dead and stuff, don't they? They have celebrations about it. Mexico. Is it Mexico where they do that? It looks great, doesn't it? I think we should do more of that. I think it'd be be nicer if we got a better relationship with death. The only reason I've told you about this before on the podcast, the only reason I discuss this quite a lot is my brother died and my daughter, Jamie, who never met him, talks to me constantly about it. And She's four. And I assume at four they start realising that people die. And then they can't get their head around it. And so they're asking what happens and why it is. So you've, I've had to talk to her quite a lot about it. And I've, I've sort of been saying it's quite an exciting thing. I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing or not, but I keep saying to her, hey, it's quite exciting. It's what we all look forward to is at the end, death, rather than going, oh, no, I don't want to die, because that would be a horrible thing to do. Uh, here's a Twitter address. If you've got any problems, it's at Tim Lovejoy. <laughs> Got a problem with very little meat? Get hold of Tim by sending him a tweet. At Tim Lovejoy. Yes, the Twitter address is at Tim Lovejoy. Let's move on to uh, another problem here. Got a big. This comes from Danny. Got a big game Saturday. How would you get in the zone and focus? Now, you know, a famous rugby player once told me that he visualizes 
famous players who always make an impact on the game um, before he actually plays because he wanted to make an impact. Excuse me. So I said to him, what what famous player did you choose? And it was quite a long time ago. I won't mention the, the rugby player because subsequently I said to him, do you remember when you told me that thing about that? And he went, that wasn't me. Well, it was. <laughs> he went, no, I didn't do that. But he said he visualised, um, he said he did do visualisation, but he didn't mention this person. He visualised David Beckham. And I said, but you're a rugby player. Why are you visualising David Beckham? And he said, the reason why is because David Beckham always makes an impact on a game for the for the viewing public, like Ronaldo or Messi, even if they're having a bad... Yeah, Mulby. Yeah, Mulby, not so much. Even if they're having a bad game, they're making an impact because people are watching them. And he thought the way that he wants to play rugby is by making an impact on the game. I don't know a lot about rugby, but I assume there's certain positions where you can make more of an impact than others. The, the, the big lads in the scrum probably don't make as big an impact as the fellas on the wing. Who you're going to offend some scrum halves now. I think you should apologise, Tim. Apologies to all scrum halves out there. You could possibly make the biggest impact. So so um, I think that's one of the things you need to do, the visualisation things. Um, I don't believe visualisation... how does that help? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't believe it can make you better, but I believe it can get you ready. Um, I think what it can what do, do is... Do? do visualising David Beckham in his pants, how does that help? I, I don't think he was visualising him in his pants. He was visualising, he was getting himself prepared and ready. You, music can help as well. You, you like your music, Mark. Do you believe in the power of music? Yes. Do you believe in the power? I was about to go into a song then and I realised the lyrics were different. <laughs> were you singing The Sound of Music? No. What were I'm you singing? I'm actually going to tell you what I'm saying. No, go on, you I'm, have no, to now. I've actually gone, You've I'm, gone bright I red. I have gone red, I'm embarrassed. Cause I, was, I was just singing... <laughs> I was actually singing a song and then I realised that he was totally wrong lyrics. Right. <laughs> if, you're, like, if you're about to do something physical right you choose a song it's like for me i used to always choose kind of indie music to go for a run a run you know some people choose hip-hop or r&b or something i i used to choose it you know real sort of like, i don't know like what? Um, i try to say I, I don't know say I'd, I'd always go for guitar-based sort of music. So I, maybe the, I'd go for something like The Clash or The Libertines or something like that, and it'd really get me going to, to jog. Libertines really. isn't really running music, though, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I used to run to it. I used to run to all those sort of tracks. So that's, that's what got me going. It really kind of makes you feel good. Um, and, and then he's got different music for setting different scenes. And I also think... Um, I, I actually do have little mini playlists, though. I have going out playlists and fun playlists and you know I've fun cre- playlists I've created my fun playlists yeah fun yeah fun, fun you yeah. certainly don't listen to it before I come round do you <laughs> no I've got a really miserable one just before you come round <laughs> with a death march on it and everything um, uh, do you want to hear something interesting by the way got it well it's been 28 minutes so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Simon Rimmer the other day about um, about the, the music and stuff on uh, Strictly and I was saying, what's really weird is when you get to do a waltz or something, it's in one, two, three, one, two, three. And I went, oh, you're going to have to dance to the Stranglers Golden Brown because yeah. it's set to a waltz beat, where most most four beats to a bar, there's three yeah. beats to a bar. And then I went, hold on, what, what, what? How do you waltz to four beats to a bar? You, surely you must have to play old classical music because that's old waltz yeah. music. But they don't. They do modern music. And then this was the bit that I never got my head around, and now I have, is the band have to change the arrangements to the songs to get the beat. So when you're sometimes sitting there thinking, oh, God, this doesn't sound quite right, it's because they've changed the four beats to a bar to three beats because they've got to do a waltz. Never thought of that. Did you, Mark? Yes. Oh, did you? Well, I'm aware that they sound different. Yeah, but... But I hadn't really... Yeah, I suppose I hadn't thought of it in that uh, consciously. So do, I, I, I'm going to go back and ask the, the question, do all dances have different beats to a bar? Because I assume most things come four beats to a bar, don't Are you going to do it next year? What? Are you going to do it next year? Done, done deal. I'm, I've just got to <laughs> juggle the jungle and the dancing at the same time. I think, I think you should be the first, I think you should be the first uh, male contestant to have a male dance partner. Which, which one should I go with? Brendan. Well, I only know two of them. Brendan. And let me guess which one. Brendan and Anton. The Beck. Yeah, Tony Beak is his real name. <laughs> is it really? Tony Anton, yeah, Tony Beak. He's brilliant. He's such a lovely bloke. I've had him on the show. He's really lovely. Um Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, I'll do that with Anton. Me and Anton. <laughs> Anton. Do Who leads, though? Do we take it in turns, week in, week out? Yeah. See, it's always, I think, the thing with, with the contestants on, <clears throat> on these shows, especially the ice dancing one, is you've got, if you're a bloke on the ice dancing one, you've got to somehow lift the girl up. Because honestly, ice dancing, you've got to lift them and throw them. Yeah, that's kind of part of the dance routine. If you're the girl, the, the uh, girl celebrity, and you get the, you know, you've got a pro du- dancer, they can actually pick you up and do half the routine without your feet actually touching, <laughs> touching yeah. the ground. Whereas if you're Todd Carty, which is always one of my favorite bits of TV, um, then you, uh, then you've what got happened actually, with Todd Carty? He just overshot the ice and went out and ended up in the dressing room. I've never seen that. <laughs> I don't. Well, unfortunately, I don't watch too many of those. I so. love him. He's such a he's such a genuine, lovely bloke, and he just it was so funny on that show because he was so he was so rubbish, but he was trying really hard. I've been, you know, I've been going down to Strictly to support Simon. We, I, we have seen you on our televisions too. I absolutely love it. I cannot believe how exciting it is. It actually down there in real life. It's like going to a sports. Wait, where do they event. film it? Uh, Borehamwood, Elstree. But the, the the it's like going to a football match or something. A, a, a sporting event. The the no, I know you, you just it, you, it's not a visual medium. But Mark just did the thing like nah, not really. I know it is because the, all the dancers there, the pro dancers are incredible. Their their physiques are amazing. The way they move around that that dance floor is absolutely incredible. Their footwork is fantastic. But then you end up finding when you're actually there, you start judging them. And I'm finishing going oh. Oh, that's not a great dancer. They're going to mark her down for that or mark him down for that. And then I'm like, I got it right. Yeah, it becomes that. It's like a little competition. But the adrenaline there is amazing. And the 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 the, the, the atmosphere is fantastic. The nerves, I, you can cut the air because of the atmosphere there with all the nerves. So it's brilliant. I really do enjoy going down. Are you, gonna, are you going weekly? <clears throat> well, I don't know how long time is going to be in for, but... You he's said he going to win. He's actually doing really well. I, it, you know, he's doing really well because he knows his limitations. And it's, it's a fine balance between um, dancing and entertaining. And I think he's found it, which is great. I, I, he's really entertaining people. The reaction to his dancing down there is fantastic. It's, it's, the reaction to his dancing is up there with the guys who are brilliant. Because he's trying and he's trying different things and he's really expressing himself. I love it. I love watching him do it as well because, you know, it's so funny watching a mate dance properly. It's, it's really, it's really good. I was, I was actually a bit embarrassed because when he was on TV a few weeks ago doing the, um, what was he doing? Never Walk Alone, one of those no, ones. No, what was he doing? He was doing the, not the jive. Um, uh, Samba. Samba. When he was doing Samba Simon, I was laughing so much at him doing sexy with the hips and stuff. And and people on the TV going, you're laughing at Simon. It's, I promise you, I was not laughing at him. I was laughing with him because it is so funny watching him do that stuff. But there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know. The, what was the question again? Got a big day on Saturday. How would you get into the zone focus? You've got uh, to... Listen, if the pros can do it, if the pros can get pumped up, why can't you... It, and I, I think this goes in all aspects of jobs uh, and, and work. If you're about to go for a, I don't know, with a, a meeting with the accounts department about your um, receipts and your your expenses. Visualise Richard Branson. Get yourself pumped up. Yeah. No, just get yourself pumped up. Think about people who inspire you and just have a bit of visualisation. Donald Trump, he's a good businessman. <laughs> I think... I think <laughs> I think it works to visualize stuff. We should visualize before we do the podcast. Let's put that into our routine. Let's, let's, who should we visualize? Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode. This is the most successful. I, I love it. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and I think maybe visualize footballers. Or, I'm going Jan Mulby again then. Yeah. <laughs> Fits my physique. <laughs> I've got a great Jan Mulby story to tell you one day. Remind me. Um, always remember though that you can only do as well as you can do. So if you visualize, if you're playing football, right, and you, if you're not good at football and you're visualizing Messi, you're not going to play like Messi. But it will take your potential up as far as it can go. Um, but also, the most important thing is if you're doing anything, don't worry about if you fail. Life is about failing. Um, as the Buddhists always say, one of the best things in life is failing. Okay. I think um, I didn't like that advice. <laughs> Which one? The visualising thing. Oh, you don't? Why not? I just don't think it makes any sense. Why? Well, it just sort of... It just... It's, just, it's cobblers. Because... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not cobblers. You've got to visualise. Do you know what? The most of your well, learning, so you say, right? So you're, right. right, I'm going to go home and cook beans on, beans on toast and visualise Gordon Ramsay and it's going to be even better. Yeah, but what I'm, I'm saying... I'm making a sandwich. I'm going to think about Delia Smith. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is you don't actually have to visualise the person who's doing the job to actually do it. Just visualise someone good. But, but, but visualising them, what do you mean by visualising? It's so vague. It's so vague. Yeah, it's a bit vague, but, you know, what do you want me to do? An hour, like a TED Talk on it? Like, no, really sure. not, no. <laughs> right, so, so okay. First of all, do you understand that um, when you learn something, you generally learn it through being visual. So if, you, if you're trying to learn to play tennis, um, you can get someone to go hit up the ball, put top spin on it, etc., etc. This way you put your left foot, this way you put your right foot, follow through, uh, make sure you always look at the back of the ball. Or you could just start watching people play. And if you start watching people play, then you will um, understand that that's how to hit a ball by actually watching it. That's how it takes it into your subconscious and that's how it works. So the idea is if you visualize someone, when I learned to snowboard, there was a guy who taught me and he taught me inside. The best snowboard lesson I have was inside New Year's Eve by a fireplace. He got the board out and he said, I'm going to teach you here and now the zen of snowboarding. Were you both wearing clothes? (laughs) Sounds like Ken Russell's Women in Love. <laughs> a little bit like that. I don't kind of know that film, but I'm visualising it now as you speak. It's, no, it's a bit like that. It was, but he did. The, he just said, look, watch me now. Look at the way I'm standing. Look at this. That's how you take it all in. So by visualising something exciting and something confident and something you, uh, 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 it's something you admire would also help you get into that zone. Also, you could do the uh, reverse and visualize failure you can re- visualize horrible things nasty things happening to you and then you will feel terrible about yourself we could do we could do it as a little experiment after this podcast mark uh sashin says um sh- <laughs> sashin dandulka is his name i'm about to become a dad for the first time any advice love joy um i tell you what i get asked this a lot i've said it a lot on here so i'll do this very quickly eat well sleep when you can enjoy it also remember each stage only lasts a short time so do not get frustrated a quick example of this is i'm trying to teach jamie how to swim frustrated all summer because she wouldn't put her head under the water um and it was really frustrating me because i was trying to explain to her once she's got her head under the water swimming would be so much more exciting for her anyway the breakthrough happened about four weeks ago every single time i see jb now she says can we go swimming can we go swimming because she wanted to go anyway but now we go underwater we can pretend to be um mermaids <laughs> we can pretend to be dolphins we can pretend to be mermaids saving um dolphins. injured uh, yeah well no we're generally mermaids saving injured fish and taking them to the fish hospital but we have to go underwater to get them or we're dolphins saving injured fish for some reason i think my daughter wants to be in medicine which is a good job and i hope she does it um, but the pleasure is absolutely immense once they break through that barrier. So just whatever happens, whether it's teething, whether it's um, trying to get the, the child to sleep through the night, whether it's a, a, a potty training, it's a, such a short period of time. Um, it's just, just enjoy it because it doesn't last for long. Uh, Black Dog says, I'm starting a new job, but it's night shifts. I have never worked night shifts before. Any advice on how to prepare and what I should eat? <sighs> I did night shifts years ago and I failed miserably. Ever done night? I used to work in bars and clubs a lot. Right. No, I haven't, Tim. And, uh, and I was a DJ for a while. What? Yeah, I was. When? Yeah, when I was, I don't know, a few years ago, 19. What did you play? I played the piccolo. Pic, pic, pic. <laughs> no, I didn't. I played, um, I played, well, I started out by being a sort of what I thought was going to be a cool house DJ. And then I thought, you know what? There's absolutely no money in DJing. That was my thought process because all I'm doing is playing somebody else's records. You tell that to Carl Cox, and then or someone else who's a bit more <laughs> as a reference. And then the DJs came along, superstars DJs, and I thought, oh, well, that's not going to last long, is it? Oh, and it's lasted forever because they are worshipped and adored, and I still don't get it. I still don't get it. 
Still, so you weren't like it wasn't like wedding disco, like wedding functions and stuff. Like no, that. I was in clubs doing it in clubs. But I ended up moving into sort of the more, I don't know, like sort of commercially style clubs and stuff. And um, I, one of the gigs, my I was trying to become a TV presenter anyway, so I was just doing it for a bit of cash. But one of the uh, gigs I actually ended up doing was I used to uh, be resident DJ at um, on weekends at Stringfellows. <laughs> But it wasn't a strip bar then. It was at the latter end of its time, just before it became a strip club. So You're so seedy. <clears throat> so, yeah, it wasn't seedy, though. It was Well, actually, I suppose there was moments of it was seedy. But I was just doing it. I only did one night a week or something. But, you know, I used to say hello to this. There was this little old lady in there all the time. I might bore you with this story before, but I'll do it again. And she used to say, I like, play me some of that music, Tim, I like. And it was always... R&B she likes things like New Edition and that type of stuff or whatever that sort of R&B I used to play it for her and um, one day I was looking at the back of is it which magazine used to have all the celebrities in the back of it Sunday colour supplements anyway one of them used to have all the celebrities in the back of it and there she was Ginger Rogers no and I've struggled that's not true yeah I struggled to talk to her after that yeah that's quite good that's a good story. That's, that's quite a good story. Well, that's, that's, that's the most... I'm sorry to sound so surprised. That's the most famous person I've ever met. Anyway, I worked at nights and I was terrible. The one thing I did do early is I learned very, very early never to drink. Because you get drink for free when you work in clubs and bars and stuff. And so the first couple of months you go, yeah, or weeks, you go, yeah, I'm going to drink every night. Very soon you got to realise if you carry on that, you just it's just going to be so hard for you to do it. So I sort of gave that up but it, I could never get a grip of the sleep thing and the reason why is I always felt really guilty sleeping during the day um so I just always used to get depressed I used to think I shouldn't be asleep so I'd only ever get about five or six hours well four or five hours a night and then I'd get up and I'd try and do stuff and I'd try and try and stay fit somehow and I just a distinct lack of sleep always knackered uh, and that is definitely not the way to do it. Um, my advice is to try and live as normal life as you can and don't feel guilty about sleeping. Uh, as Mir Krieger would say on this podcst, listen to that one. What number is that, Mir Krieger? The, Was it 17? 17, I think it might be. Um, you've got to get yeah, between your seven and nine hours sleep every night. Um, so no guilt, eat properly. If you eat three meals a day, eat three meals a day. If you eat two meals a day, eat two meals a day. Don't eat more. Just put your. Make sure you put your food. Uh, eat your food in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> in your mouth. And make sure you get your sleep and make sure you get your food. Are you ready for some pearls of wisdom, life hacks, things people didn't teach you at school? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm ready now. TV team in the house. Life hacks. Life hacks. Pearls of wisdom. Don't let life mug you off. Mug. Okay, now, um, this week, it took a little bit of a turn. I was talking to Mark on WhatsApp, as you do, and I, I'm going to get the message up here, so bear with me. Have we got a jingle for me looking at WhatsApp yet? Uh, no, okay. Right, so Mark sends me this. Oh, no, hold on. Uh, let me find it. Um, da, 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 da. Here we go. Do you reckon if I gave you a random word, you could come up with a tip slash life hack slash pearl of wisdom slash things they didn't teach you at school? Wise words related to that word on the spot. I text back, try. And then I WhatsApp back, I mean, try now. He says, okay, I've got a random word generator in front of me. And then he created three words. And you know what? I came up trumps. Well, I mean, <laughs> what you did was text me some words. I think the listeners can be the judge of whether you come up trumps. So he texts me the three words, which I'll go through in a minute. And he goes, three tips, go. So, I'm, so I, I, I came up with three on this. Right. So the first one, museum. Top tip on museum. Only taking one in every three of the exhibits to make the experience more enjoyable. Concentrate on the big hits. And remember, your brain can only take in so much and the museums need fillers. So let me explain that to you. I think you understand what I mean, Mark, don't you? But if you're, if you're at the Natural History Museum, 
go and see the dinosaurs, the, the bones. Actually, they're on tour at the moment. You can't see the T-Rex. It's on tour. Think of a, think of a better one then. Blue whale. You go and see the blue whale, which is in the foyer at the moment. <clears throat> go and see some spiders. Learn a bit about spiders. Some of the big cats. Some of the bugs are amazing. Um, but some of the bugs, like the butterfly bit, I mean... Don't want to be down on butterflies, but there's only you're some... Upset some. There's going to be some very irate butterflies. Well, butterflies come with moths. There's only so many moths you can see and read about. You know, just try and find the highlights, find the really big one. Uh, some of those rodents as well. There's oh. a, a, abundant. Oh yeah, you don't like rodents at the best of times. So there's an abundance of rodents. Just you know, go for the what's that thing? Prairie, the one that people love. The meerkat. Pra- yeah, the meerkat or the prairie, something or other. Well, go go and look at a few of the cute ones. But only if you if you do that, you can get in, have a great time, get out. I think the same goes for <laughs> same goes for art galleries. I, I wish a natural history museum used that as their as their slogan. Get in, get in, have a look round, get out. <laughs> Done. <coughs> it's true because people go in and they spend all. Day, oh, I haven't read that bit. I haven't read that bit. Don't read it all. It's too hard to read it all. Museum. Don't learn. <laughs> They do, but just you can only take in so much. So that that is my advice from museum and 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 arguably an art gallery. A, a lot of things, just go in and enjoy it. Remember, it's there for you. You don't have to. It's not. It's not a competition to see how much stuff you can do. Just get in and take in some information. The next word which came up was umbrellas. Oh, I did excel at this one. I well, really did. Again, advice it, is in the ear of the beholder. If you're going on a date or have company in the rain. Always take a full-length umbrella. The short ones, you know, the, the what are they called? The, um, the compact, sh- compact short ones. Yeah, that, though they're convenient because you can put them away in a bag or something. They're not big enough, and juggling two bodies can get awkward. So if you're at, going to go out, maybe a friend, maybe a date, you're, or maybe your partner, you're walking along the road. You get a full-length umbrella, like a proper full-length golfing type. No, they're too big for the streets. I'm talking about, you know, with a wooden handle, maybe. And nice, nice one of those. I've got one. I'll show you later. And you get it out, and then you can fit two people under it perfectly. I noticed this the other day. I was walking down the road with a friend, and um, we both had an umbrella each, one of those small camp- compact ones. You, you can't actually walk together because you're just, your, your brollies keep banging each other. So that's a top tip. That wasn't as good as your Ginger Rogers story. <laughs> yeah, but it's more helpful. Okay. Um, and then the final word he came up with is climate. And I think, again, I've excelled here. Educate children early on the beauty of the climate. Without rain, nothing grows. Too much sun is bad for your skin. It's cold at this time of year, children, because the sun is further away. And so um, the sun is not generating enough heat for the earth. Well, it is generating enough heat, but it's not, you know what I mean? Not as much as it was in the summer. <laughs> If you understand what's going on, it helps. Also, I think it would lead you into believing that your children are, um, educating your children, they might actually understand climate change, which we need as many people as possible to start buying into climate change and so we can start thinking about what we're going to do about it. Um, Anyway, I think I, which one of those do you think was the best? Well, firstly, listeners, can I apologise for making him come up with those three they're brilliant yeah right especially the uh, climate climate is just it's a bit long-winded no it's take it's a taken it's a taken it's a given given. (laughs) (laughs) he's right you are right it's a (laughs) it's a given right (laughs) how can you get that wrong it's a given that if you tell your kids to enjoy the weather, they won't be miserable as hell about it. The umbrellas one's good. Let's try it again then. See if you can do it. Can you randomly generate a word? I can, and see, yes, if I, hang on. see if I can do it live. This 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 might not work, um, but we'll give it a go. Just uh, going into the random generator now. Okay. <clears throat> and the word is moving. 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 So this, I imagine, would be moving houses. Well, I mean, moving could be anything. If you've got a little bit of imagination, you could. It could be walking. It could be running. It could be cycling. It could be anything to do with 
movement. Okay. When you arrive at your new house and everything is boxed up, only for the first two or three weeks, <laughs> only unbox the essentials, the stuff that you actually need. And then, as you slowly start unpacking everything else, so actually, as you, when you go to move, pack one box full of essentials. So let's just do kitchen because we're sitting in my kitchen as we speak. So you just pack everything you need. So you know you probably need four or five bowls or something. You need some plates. And then pack everything else. So you pack essentials in, in kind of a couple of boxes and you write essentials on it. Then you unpack it. Then you leave everything else in its boxes for two or three weeks. And then if you think, oh, no, I need the, the banana stand. I'm just looking around my kitchen, I have a banana stand. You think, oh, I'll unpack the banana stand. That's TV money. TV money for you right there. Oh, no, I need the, 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 the bread bin. And you think, I'll unpack the bread bin. After you've left it there for two or three weeks, same goes to bedroom, lounge, everything. If you don't want it and you don't miss it, ideal opportunity to get rid of it. Then you can question it and get rid of it. It means you can have a clear out whilst you're moving. Perfect solution there. Perfect way of dealing with some of the... Great. You're having a house. Yep, that's just about... That's passes. a good tip. I, I, the reason I laughed when you were talking is I did. I pressed the random generator thing again and it came up with a word... That really made me laugh. Guitar. Guitar. (laughs) All right, that's it for this week's podcast. If you want to tweet us, it's at Tim Lovejoy. If you want to uh, drop us an email, dearlovejoypodcast at gmail.com, you can subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us. You can rate us five stars and you can leave comments to say how wonderful we are, if you'd like, on on, uh, iTunes. We will see you all next uh, Monday. Until then, I've thought of an an out phrase. Oh, yeah. Until then, peace and love, joy. Oh no no no, 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 that's no, it. No, no, no. Till then, no, peace no, and love, no, joy. That's yes, not, no, no, peace, no, love, joy. Till next week, peace and love, joy. Peace and love, joy. It's how we're ending every show now, Mark. Peace and love, joy. No, then, then it's never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't get better than that. Until then, peace and love, joy. See ya. No, bye.